Welcome to episode eight of Quick Time, the podcast. Brandon Anderson here once again with Jason Orth. Uh, Jason, how was your week? It was it was pretty good. Uh, it's hot, so I've been sitting inside, and uh, I got my kid all excited because I'm starting to look for a go kart. So if anybody's got go kart, um, I'm interested. Now we're just going to tool around on the farm with it for now, but he's he's got bigger dreams. <laughs> uh, not a, not a full blown racing go kart yet. Just uh... yeah, yeah. We'll we'll yeah. No, no. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of that, we got a. Uh, it's uh, night one of Indiana Midget Week. We got it on here on the computer and on the TV. Uh, so uh, on Flow Racing and uh, some big news coming out of Flow Racing, they just merged with Speed Shift TV. So your one hundred and fifty dollars subscription package is worth a whole hell of a lot more right now. You know, Flow Sports had talked about that they are really going to focus on uh, grassroots racing. They're really looking to expand that package, and I think really start to dominate that market. And if you consider what you got, what All Stars, USAC. All the speed shift stuff now. Got Eldora. Eldora. IRA. Uh, Port City weekly yeah. racing. Some tracks out in California weekly racing. So it's it's a heck of a package for for what 150. 100? Yeah, 150 for the year. Yeah, I mean, and, and not it. only that, you get the whole flow. I think you get the whole flow sports network. Yeah, you get everything. So I mean, with us, it helps out. There's a lot of hockey on. So oh yeah. In the wintertime, we can watch our college hockey. And I mean, there's rodeo, cheerleading. There's and, anything. And the coverage is top-notch. I mean, you know, if anybody watched that, I mean, the graphics are good. You can see, you know, this is this is pro-level production. Yeah. I, I was really impressed. Definitely with their, their racing packages is definitely uh, top-notch, pro-level. Some of their, their lower-end stuff, kind of like the cheerleading competitions, it's just a camera's place. But, you know, <laughs> you get to watch your kid, grandma, grandpa, they can watch their granddaughter, grandkids, or whatever yeah, from across the I country. Mean, so, I mean, you can't beat it. It's an incredible time we live in. Yeah, definitely. And then on to, uh, just moving on, on today's show, we have uh, Eagle Raceway's latest feature winner, Shaylee Bade. She picked up the win in the 305 Sprint Cars. Uh, nice little hell of a run by her. I mean, come. She she dominated him. Yeah. I mean, I what, won it by five seconds at the end, and uh, it was absolutely the fastest car out there, and it was really impressive. It was kind of funny because I was watching her go, and we talk about it when we interview her, but uh, it was, I, I couldn't, I was, Standing in turn two, so I didn't see both, and I heard the tire, the right rear tire pop, <laughs> going into one. Uh, and on, I the, had, on the last lap. On the last lap, and I had to turn around and look and see, you know, what, what, the, what flag was flying. But So almost almost drama, but definitely definitely not. She uh, she had him covered. Yeah, you, mean, you mentioned uh, something I want to bring up. You mentioned that you heard the tire pop. There was a post on, on Facebook about the announcers and whatnot, and – I made a joke. I can't even hear the announcers down in the infield. And uh, James Rowland, he goes, "Well, if you get yourself a little wired uh, headphone set, I can get, I can hook you up." But I don't wear any hearing protection. I don't wear headphones or anything like that because I like to hear the cars coming around me. And it's those odd things like a tire pop, and it'll draw your attention off to where you should be looking if your focus is something else. Yeah, I mean, especially looking through that camera, I'm, my ears play a hole. You know, and the thing on on my end is having been around racing and in the pits and that for so long. I started developing uh, tinnitus. So I have, to, if I go to places like, and we can talk about Houston's later, like Houston's, 
if I didn't wear hearing protection, I'd, I'd physically get sick. But, you know, some people just it do it. I like having it because I have the scanner in. So I kind of hear if something, if they're yelling about something and for, from a safety standpoint. And I think it cuts, I, to me, it actually helped because it cuts down some of that high frequency stuff. So you can hear the, the you know, a clunk or a pop or things like that. So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, on the rare occasions I do wear a headset, I always have the, uh, the receiver uh, going on in the ears, the track radio, whatever. I mean, they yell out red. I mean, it'll get your attention just like yeah. it does with the driver. So, yeah, I, I do for for safety, and and then you hear hear the banner on the radio, and you kind of you kind of know what's going on, or you can look for things that they're seeing out on the track. So, yeah, and you're one of the first ones to find out if there's a fight going on. So, you yeah, can, you can always go look. <laughs> uh, one thing I want to do, I kind of stole this from another uh, podcast, uh, Rip Defense. They do what they call a hat shake. I just want to do a shout out, just something that we thought. Uh, deserved a little bit of recognition, not mainly a top story, but something, you know, unique or something we saw uh, that we just want to give a shout out to a driver. So, uh, Jason, you got a shout out for somebody? Yeah, today? I got one for Jay Russell. Uh, a lot of people know, you know Jay Russell's from Kansas, and he has been part of the Nebraska sprint scene for the Barrick Park two, two decades. And he was injured uh, very severely uh, down in um, Lucas Oil Speedway down in Missouri last September. And it was bad enough he had to go through physical therapy. I think he was in a back brace for three months. Yeah, I was talking to his wife, that back brace. She said, I don't know if it's going to be worse on him or me having to put up with him complaining about it because he can't <laughs> get up and do anything. Yeah, and, you know, if I've followed him, you know, through Facebook and kind of seen him progress along. And he finally, you know, he got the clearance to go in and race. And so it's great to see him back in the car. But not only is he back in the car, he's doing pretty well. He finished yeah, second at US 36, was it Friday night? And then uh, I'm trying to remember where he ran Eagle. I think it was up in the top 10. I want to yeah. say seven, but I'd have to check. I mean, Jay's always been around, especially here at Eagle. I mean, he ran the 360 weekly for the longest time. Then when they kind of transferred over to the 305s, he stuck with his 360 program for a while. Yeah. Run, running basically in the Kansas, Missouri area. And, and now he's in a 305 and he gets to come back. So it's great to have him back at Eagle Race Week. Yeah, he was always a nice guy. He's a great racer. He's uh, you know fast racer, competitive, and... Drives clean. I mean, just just a total asset to the sport around here. Oh, definitely. All right, for my shout-out, I actually got two of them. I want to give a shout-out to Gunnar Pike, uh, rookie in the sprint cars this year. He started up front, but he finished second and on the on a track where, you know, Shelly just blows by everybody. It was it was nice to see a rookie get up there and actually have a good run, especially on his I, the second night out of the Eagle Raceway in a sprint car. Yeah, you know, he's uh, come up from the sport mod division, and – you know, I, I've always I always found I mean, we go way back to like Marvin Fuller. We find those guys with the in the modifieds. You know, we're seeing Jordan Grabowski this oh, year. Oh yeah, and these guys, uh, the transition seems to be a little less for them because they they I think they know how to finesse it around there. They know how to manage the car around there, and it was good to see Gunner. You know, first year coming out there and and being quite competitive. He was also a seventh up at. Um, New Raceway Park on Sunday too. Oh yeah, so. the the race up there with the uh, Sprint Series in Nebraska. My second one, I'm going to pump this kid's tires all along <laughs> on this on this podcast. He's a dear good friend, Trey Grob. He's running the Power Eye Midgets. He finished fourth at uh, Lake of the Ozarks on Saturday night. Only got beat by Keith Coons cars. That's I saying mean, that's saying a whole hell of a lot. I mean, Coons top notch equipment. I'm not saying Trey's driving a piece of junk or anything. He has really good equipment too, but it's Keith Coons. Come on, yeah. I... <laughs> You're going up against the best of the best. I mean, we talked about, you know, Keith Coons before and the, you know, probably the most prolific midget, you know, owner in, in history. And that's good. I'm going all the way back. And uh, to be running fourth to that in your first year, essentially driving a midget. Yeah, I mean, this is his 
fifth, sixth time driving a midget. Yeah, that's pretty good. It got a lot of talent. Definitely for sure. So uh, keep an eye on him. I, I think he's going to do really big things in that midget this year. Um, shifting gears a little bit, let's uh, talk a little race recap. So uh, the Sprint Series in Nebraska, US 36, they their Budweiser shootout got rained out a couple weeks ago. They're going to run Friday night, but they did have a uh, race this weekend, just the local local 305s. Not sure who won that one, but uh, Eagle Raceway saw Shaley Bade pick <laughs> up the victory. Gunner Pike, we just talked about him finishing second, and uh, the old veteran Mike Boston uh, rolling in third. Still got it. You yep. still got it. Um, Trevor Grossenbacher, I'm going to bring this up. He went 19th to 6th. He was your hard charger. Yeah, came up from the beat. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he definitely can roll around that racetrack. You're defending track champion out there. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's always fun watching him go. And, you know, he's one of the – there were other guys that made moves up there. Um, but uh, Trevor definitely – it was – it wasn't a track that was really suited for passing. And it was it, – so it was pretty impressive with Trevor making his way up there. Uh, speaking of passing, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna dive into this race a whole lot, but it was I-90 Speedway. The MSTS uh, series ran up there. Uh, Jack Dover, up from 22 spots, finished third in that or second in that race. Excuse me. Jack's Oof. rolling. Yeah. <laughs> what what is it like? The first one he didn't win. Yeah, and then I he comes so. up and picks up 22 spots. Yeah, you 20, know, so. <laughs> 22 spots. I don't care what you're running. That is moving up. There's uh, and who says there's no passing race in sprint car racing? That's right. Uh, moving on, uh, we. Briefly touched on it with uh, uh, Gunner Pike. Uh, the new Raceway Park, they had the Sprint Series in Nebraska up there on Sunday night. Uh, world famous. World famous Toby Chapman. Toby Chapman picking up the win. Uh, Tyler Drukey, and once again, Jack Dover finishing third. So, I mean, it doesn't matter if he's running that 360 or the 305. He's going to be up on the podium no matter what. Oh, definitely. And, you know, they're, the, they're just those guys that are competitors, and those people are competitors in anything they are behind the wheel in. And Jack Dover is definitely one of them. Yeah, that is for sure. I mean, uh, I, I see him picking off with another Nebraska 360 championship this year. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it, and and that's a that's tough to win. I oh mean, yeah. Don't 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 let me don't let just say it's the Jack Dover show. It's it's tough to win. I mean, you got you got guys like Cody Ledger, Shaley's running. Absolutely. I mean, there's there's top end equipment out there, but I, I, I Jack's on his class of his own right now. He has now. so many laps under him, you know, and that's that's such a big advantage. So I'm yeah I'm real. I, we, you know, if you look at like, uh, I'm just take a little detour, the 305s, you know, now that they've uh, unified the rules somewhat, you can go what, anywhere within about two, three hours of here, and you're going to find, you know, three, four races available. And so it's kind of nice. It gives people other places to go. And 360s are still alive and well, you know, you still got run up there, uh, North Dakota or South Dakota, Minnesota, those areas up there too, in Nebraska. So there's there's a lot of really good sprint car racing in this area, and we're pretty lucky to have it. Yeah, we are. I mean, you know, you look at Tyler Drucky; he's he's one that ventured out with that 305. He's running three nights a week if he can. So I mean, yeah. sometimes more. So I mean, some the, this is a hobby, right? <laughs> they say it's a hobby, but <laughs> they say it's a hobby. but it's a, a second full time job and plus some. So oh yeah. Um, all right, so I think we are going to jump in with tonight's guest. She is the latest feature winner at Eagle Raceway. Uh, we'll give Shaley Bade here a call and uh, see what she has to say about her uh, run Saturday night. I'm fine. I just had to deal with my asshole uh, teammates deep in. Come here. Come here. 
pisser. Piece of shit. All that stupid ass flagman. They got a dumb ass flagman that can't see. All right, we got on the phone tonight the latest feature winner out at Eagle Raceway, Shaylee Bade. Shaylee, how you doing tonight? Doing good. Doing a little bit of car maintenance, getting everything washed and getting everything ready for next weekend. Still living on that high win right now. <laughs> yeah, talk about that. I mean, it, it wasn't easy. Uh, track was a little tricky, uh, dry slick racetrack. So uh, can I just talk about your feature a little bit? Well, Gunner Pike, you know, um, as a rookie in the 305, he started on the pole and tell you what, man, that kid's got a lot of talent. Um, kept the line very smooth, uh, kept up the pace. And it looks like, you know, that, that guy's been doing this for years. So him getting out in that clean air, it took me a minute to run him down. It took me about five laps to catch him. As soon as I caught him, we ended up having a caution. So we didn't make a full lap. I had to go back to second. It took me about another good three laps to get around him, but. As soon as my car got in that clean air, that thing just took off, and it was a bullet the rest of the time. Well, yeah, you as the race went on, hit some hit some lap traffic, everything was good, and about seven laps to go, I knew my tire, my right rear was probably getting kind of low, because every time I'd go into turn three, I'd hit my butt on the ground a little bit, and I was like, huh? Eh? You know, it wasn't doing that earlier, so I'm <laughs> definitely losing some air. So I was really hoping for no cautions well about three to go that right rear i was just laying over my car was just hooked up and three to go i knew it was about to go so as soon as we crossed the checker and i don't know which angels were with me that night but as soon as i crossed that checkered flag i let off the gas and my tire blew yeah i was watching <laughs> you going around there and uh the track started taking rubber and you're, oh, just, yes. you're just watching that thing just and you just started i could even feel like the tire chunk starting to come up and then uh yeah as we were talking about a little bit earlier i heard the tire i heard you going into one i heard that clunk and saw stuff just start rolling down the track and i looked back and like oh my god the checkered flag fly yet because so yeah it was it was pretty close because especially if you were coming in there hot man that just uh that could have been a problem yeah, talk about impeccable timing. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't, have, couldn't have been any any better. If it was going to happen, like I'm glad it happened right after we crossed because yeah. that would have been a really devastating loss right there. Yeah, for sure. If it, if it happened a uh, lap earlier, we'd be talking to Gunner right not Gunner right now, not you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that said, uh, I looked on the times afterwards, and you won that thing by five seconds. I mean, you, you had that field covered by the time you got around – around gunner so i was truly impressed it was you yeah, you were car, definitely hooked up yeah that car was definitely on a rail i do have to thank joe schneider and brian kemenaw for that we talked to brian kemenaw um few times this year and he gave us some pointers and he was like well i tried this setup one time and it worked and i've never done it again he was like asking joe kind of like what our track conditions were and we were very similar on when they used that setup and Joe looked at me and he's like, well, Shay, this is either going to work or it's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, all right, well, I mean, it is what it is. We got to try something, you know? And you know, when you're racing, you're out in the lead like that, like you don't know where second is. And when you are in the lead, you always think they're right behind you. Like they're always right there. Well, little did I know, like they were half a lap back there, but I'm kind of glad I was looking for my crew for them to tell me kind of, 
where I was at and if I could, you know, slow down, save my tires. But that whole race, I ended up not being able to find them. So I guess all in all, I'm glad I didn't find them because I would have babied the tires. And if I would have babied the tires, I probably would have blew a little bit sooner than what I did. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I ran into Joe as he was walking in the pit gate at Eagle on Saturday night. And I go, so uh, what do you got planned for tonight? He goes, well, sure as hell hope we don't have a repeat of last week. So uh, <laughs> it was uh, definitely a big difference there from running the C-Main to, you know, picking up the victory. Right. Night and day difference. It's amazing what a weekend will do for you. Yeah. And you mentioned Joe a little bit, but how big of an asset has he been since he's joined your team last year? Oh, he's been huge. I mean, you know, without him, we would be thousands of dollars in the hole, you know, like my husband, my dad, long story short, my dad has his own race team. My, my sister races weekly out at Eagle. We wanted to go 360 racing, but if we were to go 360 racing, my dad wouldn't be able to go because I already have a sister that's racing out at Eagle. So what happened is my husband ended up buying full race team. We have everything obviously that we need to go racing 360. We bought the 305 uh, last year after Belleville nationals. We ended up renting this 305 motor that we have and we really liked it. And Kurt Myers ended up giving us a heck of a deal on it. Myers racing engines. So we ended up buying it. I'm really glad we did. And, um, my husband basically owns everything. We do our own thing. We fund our own thing. So it's it's kind of a weird situation, but it all kind of works out in the end. We all get to kind of do what we want to do. Well, that's great. You know, if um, talking about three sixties, uh, what uh, talk about? You know, we this is kind of a question we've asked. You know, uh, the other drivers on here, and we always talk about. You know, what's that difference between driving the three sixty? And then driving the 305, you know, especially a lot of people that don't follow it real deep. You know, they just know the size of a motor. But what's what's been your experience and the changes that you have to make between 305s and 360s? Well, I'll tell you what, a lot of people don't say there's not much speed difference, but there is. And those 360 motors are so much more responsive than those 305 motors. Those 360, you can go up in the turns, and if you get in trouble, if you get too close to the wall or you're getting ready to fall off the track, you can stab your gas, and it'll pull you out of trouble, and you can save your car. With these 305s, you don't have that extra power to pull you out of trouble. So if you get into an oh-crap situation, you're probably already done. That's one of the biggest things that's going to be different between driving the 305 and 360 and these 360s man they're a machine compared to these 305s <laughs> like, i never really thought there was going to be too much different but man you get in that car you hear it run you hit that gas that thing is gonna go yeah i was i always uh kind of compared uh 305 racing to like restrictor plate racing in nascar it's all about a momentum game where you mentioned the 360s you hit that gas and you're taking off would you uh kind of agree with that or Oh, yes. 100%. Yeah. Your 305s are definitely all about momentum. And you'll see that like on the starts, like your 360s, if you have a caution and then you guys are getting ready to go green again, you'll see a lot of the guys go to the high side or the bottom. But in these 305s, a lot of these 305 drivers, they all go to the bottom because we don't have the momentum to carry us around yet. Sure. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, speaking of the 360, what's your plan with that? Are you running with the uh, Nebraska 360 sprints? Or are you going to venture out to Knoxville, run weekly there? Or kind of what's your plan with the 360 this year? Well, you know, at the beginning of the season, before everything hit the fan, <laughs> the virus, the riots, you know, we've been shut down for so long. And now, we, you know, we've missed three months of racing to where like our racing schedule is already screwed, but we planned at the beginning of the year, we were going to follow the Nebraska 360s, go wherever they went. A lot of, we've only had one race this year with the 360 in our series. And we're now at the point to where since this year's already screwed, we want to go where we want to go and do what we want to do and race places that we've never been, that we've always wanted to go to. Like one of them would be Lake of the Ozarks. Like, We've Ozark Speedway. We've always wanted to go down there. And, you know, this year would be the perfect opportunity to just kind of say, screw it and kind of go where we want and when we want. Kind of go outlaw style. Yeah, definitely true. Outlaw yeah. schedule. I like that. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to we're going to have fun this year. And the next year it'll be more business. But this year it's going to be fun. We're going to do what we want and where we want. And hopefully, you know, we'll have a good time. Who knows who you'll meet, you know? Absolutely. And what, you know, do you have any sort of goals for, for this year? I know, you know, obviously you, you're running your own show, but are there kind of like any personal race goals that you're looking forward to this year trying to hit? Uh, I guess my biggest goal would definitely be I'd really want to call myself a 360 driver. And in order to do so, I need to win a 360 show because right now I'm just hanging out in the field and I want to be considered an actual driver. So Big bucket list thing is to win a 360 show. Yeah, I mean, you, you didn't say you want to be called a 360 driver, but this might be just my opinion. You guys are all sprint car drivers. It doesn't matter if it's a 360, 305, 410. You guys are out there strapping in, putting your lives on the line to entertain us fans. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a, you're a sprint car driver. I, I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it doesn't I mean, matter you're what you're in. right. Uh, yes. So you you want to be considered a 360 uh, sprint car driver? Are do you have any aspirations to jump into a 410 or you know wingless racing or anything like that? Um, wingless is probably pretty close to out of the question. Uh, my husband, my dad, my family—they really have steered me away from non-wing. Although when I was younger, when we raced micro sprints, we did a lot of non-wing whenever yeah, we could. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, you, ran, that, you had, ran a non-wing micro for a lot of years. <laughs> oh, and it was so much fun. Like, I love running non-wing. But with these cars, with these sprint cars, when you get into the bigger motors and stuff, it gets extremely dangerous. And when we have a wing on top, that's a cushion, you know? It's kind of saving your head. And without that wing, you don't know what's going to happen. So... I do love my life. I like walking. I like living. I love <laughs> racing, and I want to continue to do that as long as I can. I don't want to have anything little, you know, something, a major wreck to ruin all of that for yeah. me. So That's fair I think enough. we're definitely be going to stay with the wings. Um, as far as 410, we have tossed around the idea a little bit. If somebody would love to sponsor a motor, we have a card that we will put it in tomorrow. Yeah, that, that seems like, <laughs> a, like the, the, the thing everybody needs is the sponsorship or the funding to do it. So it's definitely yes, not cheap to get around just, these things. Yeah. No. That's that a money then, thing. <laughs> yes. And, you know, with a 410 motor, like, it's not just the motor that it's, it's expensive. 
It's everything else, your maintenance, your bolts. Like you're going to be going through so much more because it's just that much harder on the car. Yeah, for sure. It's all those little things that add up. Exactly. So uh, kind of moving on, what's your plan for this weekend? Are you back at Eagle or uh, where, where, where are the fans going to be able to catch you next? Well, we are still kind of in the air. We do, we would love to go for two in a row out of Eagle. The other thing is we are really jonesing to run our 360. Um, we got a couple shows this weekend. There's one in Jackson, Minnesota on Friday. We would like to hit. We have a really good time in Jackson. We have a lot of good luck in Jackson. Um, and then if we do go to that, we're thinking about making the travel to Knoxville, Iowa on Saturday. And then also pending on Chris's workload, he is slammed right now, which is a good thing, but if he's too slammed, then we're going to come back home and probably race Eagle on Saturday. But all of this is still in the air. We probably won't make a final decision until probably Thursday. Yeah. And who, who knows what this virus, we could be all shut down by Friday night anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> Exactly. It was, it was great hearing from you and uh, congratulations on your big win. I uh, hope there's more coming for you. I know there's more coming for, for you. So oh, thank you guys. Yeah, for sure. Um, you already have a big following on social media, but for, you know, the, the people living under a rock that don't know about you yet, <laughs> where, where can they find more, more information about you and uh, kind of keep up to tabs with your, uh, your uh, season? Yes, the best place to follow us is going to be our racing page, and it's very simple. It's just Shaley Bade Racing 03. I let everybody know as soon as we make the executive decision on our half of where we're going. As soon as we know, I post on the page. That way you know where we're coming. All right, sounds good. Well, congratulations on the victory. Uh, I'm sure we'll see you in victory lane again throughout the year, and uh, thanks for taking time and joining us. Thank you, Shaley. Yes, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. All right, that was Shaylee Bade. We want to thank her once again for taking time out of her night uh, doing car maintenance and joining us and uh, just talking about her, her victory. Yeah, it was great great hearing from her. And she, you know, it's always great because sometimes we, we ask that same question, you know, 305 versus 360. And it's great because we get a lot of variety, a variety of answers and there's always something different, something always to learn about that. Yeah, and for sure. I mean, we ask that question quite a bit and it's it's always on people's mind. I mean, the 305s, they're still relatively relatively new here, so uh, if we can get that comparison between drivers who actually do both, is always great for everybody to hear. And we, you get someone like Shaley, who's you know just wheeled something for you know so many years between coming up from the micros, three hundred fives, now three sixties. It's great to get a different perspective on on how 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 each one drives differently. Speaking of a different perspective, uh, kind of want to bring Kyle Larson in the news. Uh, he's <laughs> tearing it up. I mean. That, that three dude's... all-star wins in a row, two outlaw wins at Knoxville. Now he, I mean, we got the uh, midget week going on in the background. Quick time, new track record. I mean, the guy is on another planet, and right now everybody else is leasing space. I mean, it's. But that said, you know, they can. There's hot streaks, and he can be on one. But I obviously, you know, as uh, I saw a response on Twitter, and it was a case that you know someone said, you know, this is the same Kyle Larson. <laughs> Yeah, they got that changed. ride to NASCAR, yes. and they made his way up there. That nothing's changed there, so it's you know you're, you're seeing what you're seeing up there. And I, I actually I I don't know this answer personally, but it looks like he's having fun. You know, it's good, and with all the stuff that goes on, sometimes it's it's nice to just get back and race, and you know, and you see it even you you see it even from some stars in NASCAR, and that sometimes they just like just going out and race and not have to be part of the whole show. Yeah, Tony Stewart's one of those guys. He'll come out and show up at a track, smoke Johnson, 
I mean, use an alias, just come out there and have fun. Yeah, and it's important. Now, I'm not, you know, obviously, you know, the big show is, is still a goal. I, I'm, I don't know what Kyle's plans are. Um, you never know. Yeah, but, Kyle, if you want to come on here and uh, join us, uh, by all means, we'll, yeah, you want to, yeah, we'll take that call. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I wish the best for him, and I, I think, you know, things are great. And it's, it's a great storyline. It's great for, you know, you, sometimes you say that one guy dominating is not good for the sport, but when you got someone with the, the star power, Kyle yeah, Larson, the name it's right bringing there. attention yes. into what you're doing, and that's, that's always a good thing. Uh, speaking of storylines, we've talked about this story quite a bit. Uh, Knoxville Nationals, when are they going to make a decision? They said in July, uh, the fair board came out, and or the state fair board came out, said they're canceling the state fair. Same day, Terry Carlton, Terry McCarl makes an announcement saying he is planning on running both Oski races the Monday and Tuesday of the Nationals at full capacity, no restrictions. Yeah, I, I'm curious what the you know the local government has to say about that, but. It's an assumption too. Yes, you know, and you know, as is kind of you know we'll talk about shortly, but I think you know there was a kind of a rumor floating around that the Iowa State Fair, which is run you know runs about the same time as Knoxville Nationals, and that was linked, and that if there wasn't going to be any State Fair, it wasn't going to be any Knoxville Nationals. Well, the governor came out said that they could run the State Fair, but there would need to be social distancing in place. The State Fair looked at it and said, no, there's too much that they'd have to do in too short of time. Knoxville has a much more open time span yes. to work with. So they can they can kind of wait this out and see where things progress. And so uh, Knoxville has insisted up and down. They, they kind of addressed that rumor indirectly and said very clearly that that decision wasn't going to be made until July. So I'm hoping it happens. Um, current trends say it. Could, should, I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing with it happening, I'm sure they can have it, uh, depending on social distancing, but the financial situation mm-hmm. is going to be, the, I think, the biggest key in if it goes or not. I mean, I, I just have a feeling that if they can't have open up to full capacity and get as much as they can, uh, then that it ain't going to happen because it, it would almost be a bigger loss. You know, back in the, what, early 2000s, I think when they're having some declining crowds, uh, some serious, you know, declining crowds. Uh, Cap- Ralph Capitani did an interview, I think, at Des Moines Register or something like that, just say, hey, if I don't get crowds, I can't. It it, it supports the whole season. So yeah, it, it's a big deal. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I know I know the the money brought in during National Weeks is the big feeder for the weekly show. But, uh, I mean, you're still paying 150 grand to win. It's a multi-million uh, dollar purse throughout the week. Yeah. So and your you sponsors have, are only carrying so much. Yeah. And so if you can't have a full crowd, I don't know if they're going to would talk about maybe reducing the purse. I'm sure the drivers will still show up because it is the Knoxville nationals. It has, it's one of the few places that has that ability to do that. You know, if, if, if it was, it's kind of one of those things, you know, we'll, we'll take one for the team. If it's for the greater good and the, you know, don't get me wrong. They, they wouldn't race for nothing every year and just a trophy, but that trophy is a pretty, Pretty important trophy. Yes, that, I, I would definitely not mind having one of those on my uh, mantle if I was a racer. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, speaking of the greater good, uh, Husits sounds like it's getting uh, sold out of the, uh, that leech of uh, Chuck Brennan. <laughs> you know, when you see that stuff going on, you're like, you just, it, it, it reminds me of the uh, Star Trek meme with the captain, you know, putting his hand, face palming. Oh, yeah. What know. the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, here we go with this, with this horse shit again. But, um, 
But that said, the name behind it, Todd Queering. Yeah, definitely. Big name, uh, owner of Jackson. He's definitely turned that place around. Yeah, and this one, I and by all, you know, most accounts, you know, obviously nothing's officially confirmed, but yes. most accounts saying this one has legs and it's it's probably going to happen. Yeah, officially we'll find out 30 days from like three days ago, so. Yeah, and I it would it would make me ecstatic to see Houston's back in business, back racing. It's It, it was one of my favorite absolute favorite tracks to race or you know watch races it's 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 another experience i've been there twice have seen zero races we've been rained out both times i made the trip up there oh we we were and when we raced um you know four tens in that it was i always i I joked i called it the thunderdome off the mad max movie because you're just the fans are right on top yeah it's got that clubhouse now i haven't been there for a while and everything's walled in and it is tight it's a third yeah. mile <laughs> we use that third loosely because yeah on the outside yeah and it's fast and sticky and high banked and it's uh it's a wild place i i, I loved it i loved racing there i yeah. loved being up there it was it was a lot of fun for sure if this if this deal goes through i am definitely making the trip up there hopefully i do not bring rain with me this time so <laughs> i do want to see a race it's it's a lot of fun uh speaking of races uh something i've never seen before just like a race at Houston's, is a tie the all-stars on Friday night at Lone Star Speedway, Dominic Selzy and Corey Lyson, they both tied for second place. I've never seen it before with uh, modern trans- transponders or anything like that. Yeah, it, you know, I always, you always looked, especially transponders, you know, they're going out to the thousandth of a second. You've, you've got, it's got to be just the perfect conditions. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, they had a late model race that was uh, a visual, one guy won, transponder said otherwise. They checked the mounting points of the transponders and transponders got it. So how you, it's so tough to have a tie. Not saying it can't happen. Obviously it did, but um, how they decided it. Yes. This, this definitely threw me yeah. for a loop. So go ahead. Well, apparently according to the quote unquote unofficial and probably now official uh, rule book, the lighter, the lighter vehicle, lighter across the scale would get the spot. Yeah, I, I don't get that. When the I, I'm not debating it. I mean, I, I don't understand debating it, but how that's uh When you give it to the heavier guy, he definitely had to work. Well, harder. yeah. Oh, well, okay, okay, okay. So you go back to like, all right, anybody watch Ford versus Ferrari? All right, they gave it they they gave it to the other guy because Ken Miles started further up or whatever, and the other guy had to go more distance yes. to go around there. So I would think, yeah, he had more weight to move around, or you would think, you know, go a starting position, or or. Flip the coin or just split the money. Yeah. I mean, take both second and third place first and divide it. That have- was always how we did it. You took the two, split it, took the points, and everybody got half a point or they got the same or whatever it was. And all good. But I guess this is the way you do it now. Yeah. I guess uh, that, that the, the term unofficial rule book threw me for a loop. So, uh, Blake Anderson, is, it a, is that an official rule now? So, uh, hit us up and uh, let us know. <laughs> All right, and uh, back to local stuff. Uh, Nebraska is moving into phase three, so that's good news for Eagle Raceway. We're basically almost at full capacity now. Well, for yeah, as far as um, you know, for most tracks, uh, that's more than enough to handle a weekly crowd. And I'm I'm sure there are other tracks in the area where they would need you know the weekly crowd exceeds like you know fifty percent or something like that. But um, for Eagle Raceway, that's pretty much doors open, short of a. Uh, pack the house specials yeah i mean we're still they're still going to encourage social distancing and and all that sort of stuff but i mean 
we're already getting good crowds at Eagle. I mean, the place is doing, it's, it looks it's been like, selling it looks out like, to yeah. its capacity. Yeah, it looks week. like it's doing pretty well. And you know, in each, the uh, social distancing is now a guideline as opposed to an absolute rule. But um, the plans that took a while to get approved have to be resubmitted now. So that's so the county health department will come out and uh, you know obviously they threw kind of a loop, kind of counting the pits as total capacity against the attendance so um i don't see where that'll be a problem here since we're still looking at 75 percent of around eight thousand yeah eight and change but um there still will probably be some restrictions like you know they've talked about you know staying in your own pit things like that so it won't be um quite business as usual but it will definitely be enough people to make it you know worthwhile yeah for sure i think that is going to wrap it up for this edition of quick time uh jason for this weekend i know i'm going to be out of eagle raceway again i'll probably make the trip out to eagle raceway again i uh got got the new camera so got it rolling and tried some new things and gonna try some more new things so i'm, I'm looking forward to getting out to eagle yeah definitely so uh, if you're out there make sure you stop by we had a couple guys uh stop me in the pits uh, the last couple weeks uh sean pointer he uh said he really likes the episodes and uh boyd peterson i never really interacted with boyd too much but it was nice to have him stop me say he likes the show so uh Sounds like we're doing something, yeah, something or good. Or you got uh, other ideas, I'd definitely be willing to hear them. So yeah, for sure. So uh, we want to thank everybody for listening. Make sure you share it. That's the biggest thing. Is this thing's going to grow with word of mouth? So yeah, that's that's the best way to get this to grow is definitely sharing it, getting it out there, and uh, the more shares, the more we get. That's right. So uh, until next time, we'll catch you on the flip side.